our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Hey there, and welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I am sharing my conversation with Ashley Neese. Ashley was previously on the podcast in the episode, How to Breathe. And in this episode, she's sharing us why we have permission to rest. And I really wanted this conversation to be geared towards parents. So we're exploring the real the real challenges that parents face when it comes to rest and actually getting restorative rest and how we can manage that while also managing all of the other things that we're carrying in our busy lives as parents. Oof, this is a good one. I admire Ashley so much, the work that she does, her take on things, just how in depth she dives into something when she is preparing to share information with the world. And this is something that she does in today's episode and also in her brand new book, which you can order now. It's available as of today, Permission to Rest. I cannot wait to reintroduce you to Ashley and her work. Let's dive in. You're listening to Holding Space Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Cassidy Freitas. I'm a mom to three and licensed marriage and family therapist. I'm really glad that you took the time to hold space for you by tuning in to today's episode. My hope with this podcast is to share conversations with experts from around the world and parents who've been through it so that maybe you feel a little less alone in your experiences and the messy side of being a parent and being a human and so that you can walk away with supportive steps for what to do next. Listening to this episode is not a substitute for seeking support from a professional in your area. I believe that holding space and offering presence to both ourselves and others is truly one of the most meaningful ways that we can express care. And you are so deserving of that care. All right, are you ready? Let's dive in. Ashley, I am so excited to have you back on the podcast. It's been a long time coming, (laughs) my little (laughs) Taylor Swift eras tour uh, um, connection there. It's been a long time coming to have you back on the podcast. You were one of the first, like in the first era (laughs) of my podcast, we had an episode 
called How to Breathe, which you have a book all about breath work. And my first introduction to your work was um, actually I was at a um, retreat and you led us through a breathwork exercise that completely changed how I looked at breath because I had such an such a unique and incredible like soul giving experience in that breathwork exercise that you walked us through and and I'm a therapist who had like been talking about breath for a long time so I was like whoa that was a novel experience and I need to learn more from her and now you have a new book coming out called Permission to Rest and I I'm so excited to get my hands on this book, and I'm so excited to be in conversation with you again. So, Ashley, thank you so much for coming back on. Thank you so much for having me, Cassidy, and I'm glad you brought up that retreat. That feels like so – it's like so much has happened since then, and I know for you too, and just to think back on my life in that moment and just what a beautiful experience it was to be up in Napa and how – it was just such a wonderful group. So I'm glad that you brought that in as well because I'm just having that memory now. And I was like, did this deep exhale as you were speaking. I'm like, oh yeah, that was such a sweet experience. Mm-hmm. And yeah, thank you for being in conversation again with me today for your podcast. I'm super excited. I um, That was, that does feel like a lifetime ago and yet also feels like yesterday because I just, I so um, vividly and viscerally remember the moment. Um, you know, I had recently lost a friend to cancer and was, you know, really in a place where I was wanting to find restoration and rest and some space. Um, and there was a lot like just simmering underneath and the exercise you walked us through, like allowed me to bring a lot forward. And I think that that whole retreat ended up being a different experience because I was able to access all of the parts of me that were showing up. Um, along with the need for rest, there was also a lot to process. And uh, it's wild that breath can bring us there. Something we do every day, every single day. So if, if, you're, if, if you're listening and you're like, what? How to breathe? I, what are you talking about? Like, go go check out that episode. I'll I'll link it in the show notes. So, before we hit record, I was sharing. <laughs> I was starting to share a story with you, and I was like, "Wait, you know, I think this actually has to do with our topic today." So let's just let's just start recording. And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, let's let's do that." You because you you asked you like how how have you been? And I'm like, well right now, <laughs> I just got finished uh, with um, uh, my my aftercare lice treatment. So that, that can give a little indicator of this story and how our week's been. Um, my husband and I have been really, really working on carving out space for the two of us, both together as a couple and just for each of us to have independently on our own. And one of the one of the ingredients of that has been this connection challenge that we're doing. Uh, my friend Vanessa, she's a sex therapist and her husband Xander, they have a, a 
incredible business. I've had them on the podcast before and they have this connection challenge for couples that we've been working through. And we got we got our prompt for the day. And it was like, give each other a five-minute like scalp massage. And we were so excited because this actually is a really meaningful thing for the two of us postpartum when intimacy and connection was really, really rough. One way that we found our our way back to each other was um, he he asked if he could brush my hair one night and I was like yeah and it it brought me to tears just how much I was craving touch that didn't involve some somebody needing something from me and it felt really intimate and it was really connecting it became a ritual for us at the time and just to come back to that felt really special. And then, you know, we had this all planned out. We were so excited, setting aside the time, like, before bed. It was a, a, a moment for the two of us. My, my son comes home from school, and he is itching his head, like, itching a lot. You know, we're back at school. We're, like, prepared for the colds, the runny noses. This, this, not so much. I asked my husband to look. Sure enough, he sees lice, like, immediately. And we call in the, some support. We called in a service that like took care of it for us. Thank goodness in our home because it was like you know afternoon evening. It was it was it was a lot. But as as I'm literally having them because I had lice too. As I'm literally having somebody like <laughs> you know combing lice out of my hair, my husband looks at me and he has like you know all the treatment in his hair and like a <laughs> like a hairnet on. He looks at me. He's like didn't we have a connection challenge tonight? And we just burst out laughing. Like, I don't know if this is what they met. <laughs> like, we're still getting our head massage, scalp massage. But like, I don't know if this is it, you know? But we still connected. Um, but it does feel like, you know, we can, we, we, even when we're like trying to find ways to carve out moments of connection and like rest for the two of us <laughs> from the busyness of our lives, parenthood. It just like, it just like, it's like, nope. (laughs) But, but also I will say the way that we were able to reframe it is we, we did actually connect in that moment, right? Like we were laughing and, you know, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't laugh, you're crying. And there was a little bit of both of that for us in that, in that evening. Um, So I, I would love to explore this idea of permitting ourselves to rest and finding rest in the midst of parenthood. And I know that you're a parent yourself. It feels really hard, Ashley. It feels really hard to find the space. And even when you do, that it like feel that it ever feels like enough. I think that there's also a lot of reasons why rest is hard for us to experience and and accept and permit ourselves to have in the first place. So please, Ashley, talk us through this. <laughs> like, and, and maybe we could start with you reintroducing yourself to the, the audience. And, and then I want to, I want to understand what rest is. Like, let's just start with the basics, right? Like, I love how the, your first episode was like how to breathe. And now I'm like, how do we rest? <laughs> like, let's go, bring it down to the basics. <laughs> so introduce yourself. And then what is rest? What are we talking about here? <laughs> Thank you, Cassidy. And I'm just, I'm, before I jump into my introduction, I just want to just reflect on this, how <clears throat> relatable your story was 
to me and just your experience with your husband. And um, we had like, we had a round of lice in our house. It was about, I don't know, five weeks ago or so. And it was definitely, (laughs) yeah, um, it was, it was, uh, and only two of our kids had it. And at the time we had four kids and two of them had it, two of them didn't. And then I got it. My um, partner didn't, did not get it, but um, I got it anyway. It was just, it was just one of those, um, those moments. And I, we had that moment where it's like, I'm like picking lice out of a kid's hair. He's picking lice out of my hair. It's just, you know, it's a whole thing. And I love what you said. It's like, okay, let's just laugh because if I'm like, if I'm not going to laugh right now, there will be more tears, you know? Um, yes. Like that picture you painted, I was just like, oh yes, I've been there. I've been there. Um, and I love what you shared too. It's like as a parent, it's like we're trying, like you and your husband, you're like trying to connect and we're trying to rest and we're trying to do these things. And so often it's like stuff comes up, you know, especially when you're, I mean, when you have kids in general, but especially when they're young, it's like things are always happening and coming up and, I mean, that's life, right? Mm-hmm. And like how can, for me, my, my practice is always like, how can I like bring more flexibility into this? Because like I have parts that get really rigid and like really want things to be a certain way because that's what helps those parts feel safe. And so, so much of the parenting journey has been like, okay, how can I bring in more flexibility, more flow, more surrender, and, you know, really tend to those parts and be like, you know what, little one, like, I've got this, I've got this, like, you're okay, we're okay. And like, there's, we don't need to like have the walls up so intensely right now. Um, and then that really leads me into rest. So, you know, I'll just say I'm Ashley Neese. I'm a breathwork teacher, author, parent, foster parent, land steward, writer, all the, all the multi-hyphenants. And yes. <laughs> permission to rest really came, it came so much out of how to breathe because after having practiced breath and being a breathwork teacher for so long, there was still something missing in my life. And I was still like, I still went through a period of burnout and I was like, how can I be burned out? I'm a breathwork teacher. Like something doesn't make sense here. I know all this stuff. Like what's the problem? What's going on? And then it took me into a deeper inquiry of really looking at, as I mentioned before, these younger parts of myself and doing more trauma work and more integration work to really look at why was it so hard for my nervous system to rest? Like rest to for me personally was really terrifying and I could do the kind of active breathing to get myself and the kind of work to get my nervous system grounded but just the act of like slowing down for slowing down sake I was like no 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 <laughs> like that is way too terrifying for parts of me and I yeah. had there was like so much unpacking that I've had to do around you know my trauma history around my self-worth it's like am I worth resting like, am I allowed to take care of myself in this way? Am I allowed to do less, right? What does that mean for how I value myself? And what does that mean for how much value I place on external things like productivity, validation, all this stuff? It's like rest has become this really deep practice. Like what I thought in the beginning was like, oh, I'll just take a nap and that'll solve all my problems. And sure, naps are great. Like definitely take naps. I still take naps when I can, but there was something deeper. And really that's what this book looks at. It's like, what's underneath all the reasons that we're avoiding rest? What's underneath our struggle Um, from a trauma-informed perspective, from a pain perspective, from an anger perspective. So we're looking at all these different lenses. 
Hey there, I hope that you're enjoying the episode so far. We are about to get into so many more tangible tools when it comes to rest as busy parents. But before we get there, I wanted to share a quick word about our sponsor, Cozy Earth. I have been a fan of Cozy Earths for over a year now. I get it for gifts for my family members, and I've also given it as a gift to my husband. Now here's the thing. He always runs hot and I'm always cold. And somehow with the Cozy Earth loungewear, their pajamas and their loungewear sets, their jogger sets, it fits both of our needs. I don't know what voodoo magic is inside of their material, but I do know that it's made from viscose from bamboo, all sustainably sourced. And when we wear it, he's able to breathe easy and feel super cool, like temperature-wise and, you know, actually cool, looks cool too, and I'm able to stay nice and cozy because I'm in my cozy era. So if you are interested in trying Cozy Earth for yourself, you can use the code DRCASSIDY35 to get 35% off site-wide at CozyEarth.com. That's code DRCASSIDY35. And you know, the last thing I'll say is that, you know, for me, I, I thought rest was supposed to be easy. <laughs> it's like something natural, right? It's like sleeping or breathing. It's like, this should be easy. Why can't I do this? Like what's, I had so much like frustration when I started to rest. Um, and then I, then it, again, that took me deeper. It was like, oh, it's actually not, it's not through some fault of my own. It's my history. It's my programming. It's mm-hmm. our culture. You know, there are so many layers that really keep us from mm-hmm. resting. And so this work is really unpacking each layer at a time. And, you know, I don't want to say that, especially to any tired parents who are listening, that doesn't mean it needs to be like this massive undertaking right away. It's like what I do in my life now is just take these little micro moments of rest. And even on the days when I'm so just incredibly exhausted and we have a, I was telling Cassie at the beginning of the podcast, we have an almost six week old baby at our house now. And so it's like, I'm up all night again, you know, and that's just what's happening. But during the day when I can just carve out like that 10 seconds here, that 30 seconds here, that like three slow breaths with my babe over here, those things add up. And that's the beauty of rest, Mm. cumulative. Like even if I can't get that 20 minute, whatever that thing is, I can still like look outside at a tree. I can still slow my breath. I can still say, you know Mm. what? I'm multitasking right now. I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to do one thing for the next five minutes. Just one thing, just focus my energy here. And all those Mm. are pathways to rest and they all count. You know, they all count. Something that I'm sure relates to our bigger conversation too, but speaking of the the micro stuff too, and as you were speaking, an image, a moment from yesterday came to mind that I just, I feel called to share as we were doing the aftercare of the lice treatment, right? So, um, you know, day two, we we're kind of combing through. Um, and my husband was was taking care of my hair yesterday. And he started to get frustrated. And there was an eye, as, as soon as I noticed his, like, the way he was brushing and his tone shift, I got really quiet. Mm. And we've done enough work <laughs> for him to notice that and say, hey, hey, what's up? And and I've fortunately I've done enough work to to and felt safe enough to say, 
I'm there's a part of me right now that feels like taking care of me is a nuisance. And um and he was able to say no taking care of you is something that I actually feel like I'm not doing a good job at right now. Like I feel like I'm not good at this and it's making me, and that it came out as frustration. And that part of him, my, my, of that part of me took that as I am an, I'm not worthy of taking, being taken care of. Like I'm asking too much. I'm a nuisance. Um, I need to get quiet. I need to, um, I need to be small, you know? And, and it was, it was this exchange between the two of us, right? And and that that I think, you know, gosh, even like a year ago would have probably looked really different. Mm-hmm. And I just think that it speaks to the um, power of um, the healing journey and doing our own work independently and also together as a couple and of being able to slow down. Because also what was happening in that moment was I felt like what I'm asking you to do right now is not – is like doesn't feel productive, right? Like it's taking away from what – it would be a productive use of our time during this time of day when like the kids are like home and dinner needs to get made and, right, um, baths need to be had. And he's feeling frustrated that he's not – you know, doing this thing like well enough or quick enough, right? Because he was kind of struggling with how do I hold this paper towel while also holding this brush while also soaking your hair in this oil. And it, it just, we, then both of us felt like this use of our time is not being done well enough, right? Or it's not, it's not the right thing that we are supposed to be doing. I shouldn't be asking for this. And oh, it feels related. I don't, I don't know exactly how, but I felt called to share that. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it feels I'm really appreciating what you shared. And I'm just very, very touched by, just touched by how much work the two of you have done to, like you said, it would even have looked different a year ago, but just that you're so, you're both so committed to being in this place where you can speak, like, it's like that speak for speak for your parts rather than from your parts right and that is so mm. like wow just <laughs> thinking about my own relationship and that's work mm-hmm. you know my partner and I are doing now too and just how like deeply transformative it is to just really in that you know example that you gave and that experience just how much you guys could really see each other in that moment and just really support mm-hmm. each other and how just mm-hmm. deeply nourishing and beautiful and incredible um so I wanted to say that. And then also it's like just really hearing that part of you that's like wanted to get small and that was starting to like, you know, be like, okay, I've got to get small. I need to take up less space. Like that is, I have parts like that too, you know, and that was, that's really, you know, kind of what I was alluding to before in terms of how I learned to rest has been really sitting with those parts and really looking at those parts who just feel like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to like, I don't deserve this, or I'm not like valuable enough, you know, internally to even take care of myself in this way. And how um, healing and integrative it's been to really tend to those parts. And I'll still have, it's not, and you know, this, you know, way more than I do. It's like, this isn't about getting it perfect. It's just really about in those moments when I can, like, when I can see that part and go, oh, right, here's that part of me who like, doesn't feel like she's worth resting. Hey, heart, honey. I see you. Okay. What do you need? Okay. We're going to rest now. That's what's happening. Like we're going to rest. 
And what's so interesting is as I've done more and more parts work over these last couple of years, something I talk with my therapist about all the time, it's like once we, once I'm able to get kind of a different level of access to a younger part, all my parts are tired. Like they are deeply exhausted. You know, it's like, we're always like, I'm always turn, like doing that U-turn and like, okay, little one, what do you need? And, and she's always like, I need a hug and a nap. Like I need a rest. Like that's what she wants. She wants a rest. And so I was having this session with my therapist um, probably about a year ago when I was deep in the throes of this book and I was explaining to her what I was seeing. It was like, I was seeing these parts of myself as like those, those nesting dolls and it was like mm. one was inside the other one kind of giving it a hug. I was like, but then in this one point in my kind of session, I just like, they all just went on a bed. It's like they all just laid down and took a nap. And I was mm. kind of in my present time adult self, just witnessing them all resting and sleeping. And I was like, oh, right. Like, that's what I could never do when I was young. Like, it wasn't safe for mm. me to sleep. It wasn't mm-hmm. safe for me to drop down to that level of like just deep restoration and so much of my journey towards rest have, has been deeply intertwined with feeling safe in my body and feeling safe enough to slow mm-hmm. down to a process what I've needed to process, but also really tend to those younger parts who did not feel safe enough most of the time to sleep. And I have, I, I didn't, it got cut from the book. I mean, you know, a lot of stuff gets cut as you're editing, but there was one story in the book that, um, was a lot of the impetus for this work too. And I I had this experience growing up of taking naps with my grandmother. So my mother's mom and I would, I was there a lot um, when I was a kid, spent a lot of time with both my grandparents, but I had, there's this picture of us and I'm probably six and we're laying on her green velvet couch. I'm on the inside, she's on the outside and she's kind of like spooning me and we're asleep. And I have this like deep, deep somatic memory of, what my nervous system felt like with her at rest. And that is like, that's one of the only like deep kind of somatic memories I have from childhood where I felt safe resting. And it's important. Mm -hmm. It has been important for me to like reaccess that and use that as a pathway back to finding rest and, you know, in my kind of adult body. But it's, you know, and I, I just say that for anyone who has any kind of history with feeling unsafe or even as an adult, if you're like, I don't know why I don't feel safe, that's okay too. But just knowing that that can be part of this process, which is why I did a whole kind of trauma um, piece in my book, because so many of my clients would come and they would just be like, I can't slow down. Like it doesn't feel safe. My body doesn't feel safe slowing down. This is terrifying. I don't want to do this. It's like too hard. And it's like, I go to meditation and close my eyes and it's like, whoa, I'm totally blown out. And it's like, yeah, okay let's keep your eyes open and let's titrate this and let's find a way to slow down that is safe for you, you know? And so that's been a big part of my story and a big part of the healing too. And I feel like it's really so connected to those aspects that you, that you brought up. Mm -hmm. So as we're talking about this parts work for the listener, I want to give them a little, a name and some context for that kind of therapy. So internal family systems, is um, a framework for therapy that really supports folks in understanding their different parts and, as you said, being able to um, uh, relate to these parts of themselves and connect to these parts of themselves and and, and rather than looking at the world through the lens of these parts, right, in these moments where we get triggered and we kind of feel, um, you know, those moments where we feel kind of like hijacked and like 
how did this all, how did I, how did this all happen? Right. So there's um, a podcast episode here on holding space called what is internal family systems. And um, I'll, for the listener to go back and and tune into that after this episode, if that's something they want to learn more about. And this, this piece here around trauma, I think a lot of times folks hear, hear that word and they're like, I, I don't know if, if, if I can relate, I, I, maybe I didn't experience something that feels big enough. Right. And so I'd love to kind of hear some of your thoughts on some of the different ways in which folks might come to a place of finding rest to be so tricky and, you know, there's big T traumas and then there's little T traumas and then there's just living in our Western culture traumas, right? Like, so um, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on this. Hey there, so excited for you to hear what comes next. Before we get there, I wanted to share that if you are a California resident, my group practice is currently accepting new clients. You can learn more at the link in the show notes if you are ready to take the next step in getting support for yourself and starting therapy and finding ways to creatively get the rest that you are so deserving of and so needing. And if you're not based in California, I got you covered too. There's a link in the show notes to support you in finding a therapist in your area that takes a similar approach. All right, back to the episode. Yeah, I love this um, question. And I also just appreciate you directing folks to your IFS internal family systems episode. I think that's great. And I realized kind of as I was speaking, I was like, I'm, I'm kind of talking in code a little bit for those who aren't familiar with IFS. So <laughs> if you listen to that episode, it will make a lot more sense. Um, and, you know, one of the things I've seen so much in my practice is really just that unprocessed trauma and how unprocessed trauma, um, you know, there's a lot of different ways that it manifests. One way is it kind of imprints a sense of urgency in us, right? That like we always, it's like things are fast. Our nervous systems get really sped up. Everything has to happen now. Or there's a way in which we can be like five steps ahead or 10 steps ahead of ourselves. And which is also a very kind of disembodied way to live, but it's really like always orienting towards the future. Um, And there's so many different reasons for that. And like you said, so beautifully, Cassidy, there can be like, you know, kind of relational trauma, personal trauma from our families, from our lineages from institutions, from our country, from the climate, you know, there's, there's just so many different ways that that shows up. And it's important to know too, I've done a lot of research in this on, um, you know, on inherited trauma and intergenerational trauma and looked at, there's so many interesting studies and they've been, they've done a lot of studies on Holocaust survivors, for example, and they're looking at folks who are alive now who have these kind of what they would call like a symptomatic like trauma marker in their behavior, for example, maybe they have really high anxiety or depression and they're like, but everything in my life is like, quote unquote, fine. Like, why, why do I feel anxious all the time? And they're looking at epigenetics and finding that, oh, okay, several generations ago, things weren't fine. Your ancestors were going through this really horrible experience and that gets passed down through our genetics. So that's a big part of it too, that it's important to know that we can have these experiences and symptoms and feelings and thoughts even that might not be related to our exact what's happening in our exact circumstance right now so i just want to name all of that as well but the things that i've seen a lot in my practice are that kind of like i mentioned that urgency 
And oftentimes it can look like the opposite of that. It can look like just being completely disassociated and, and checked out and kind of numb feeling when we're feeling numb, when we're feeling apathetic, when we're just like, don't really care about anything or can't really feel, right? Just can't feel. And my, you know, experience in my history with trauma is interesting because I oscillate. So I go back and forth from being like hypervigilant mm-hmm. to being disassociated. And so in some ways it's been helpful in my client work because I've, I experienced both sides of the, of the coin. Um, mm-hmm. There's the, you know, the hyper arousal, which is what we call like that sympathetic charge, that really high, like hyper, super vigilant, hyper vigilant. And then there's the hypo, which is that like all the way down, just like depressed, mm. checked out, numb, yeah. um, not being able to really feel things. And so rest from either place can feel really difficult to access because for me in those moments when I felt really disassociated and really checked out, like I could sleep, right? Sleeping was easy. That was accessible mm. to me, but that wasn't necessarily rest because I wasn't actually in my body. I was somewhere else. And then when I'm super keyed up, it's a hard, it was hard to bring myself down. And so a lot of that for me has been learning how to embody myself in a way that is, I don't want to say in the middle, because I don't necessarily believe in that, but that's somewhere more kind of on a continuum and like, where can I feel myself to the point where I'm not getting supercharged, but that I can just be here. And, um, you know, the other thing I want to just mention too, and this was, I actually worked with two different um, trauma therapists and trauma mentors on this section of the book because I wanted to, A, make sure that everything was completely accurate. That's something that I really, yeah. is really important to me, but also really thinking about this, like, okay, what are clients presenting with? And, you know, my training has been in somatic experiencing. Those are the mentors that I've worked with over the last seven years. And that's kind of the lens at which I'm looking at trauma through, um, really body oriented. And for those who aren't familiar with somatic experiencing, it's a really beautiful modality for trauma work and for uh, body work. But one of the pieces that we talked about a lot was, especially when it comes to rest and especially when it comes to our culture and trauma is looking at capacity, right? And really going, Mm -hmm. okay, do I have the capacity for this? And so many of us who are coming from this background of trauma are really confused between the difference between capacity and tolerance. And that was something mm-hmm. I've really had to work through in my relationship with the rest. It's like, just because I can tolerate something doesn't actually mean that I have the capacity for it. Like those are actually mm-hmm. two completely different things. And yes. so working at kind of widening my capacity for rest, it's like, I can tolerate so much. <laughs> I remember <laughs> years ago in couples therapy, um, our couples therapist saying to my, and he's an SE therapist. And he was saying to my partner, he was like, wow, he's like, your nervous system. <laughs> can tolerate like, wow, like I've never seen a nervous system that can tolerate so much, but let's actually work on your capacity. Like, what do you have the capacity for? As a mom to three, my partner and I find that one of the biggest struggles we have faced in our relationship is navigating sharing responsibilities and the mental load. And I know that we're not alone because this shows up with all of my clients and in every podcast episode, the mental load of parenting shows up in some way or another. Enter the scene, coexist. Coexist is the app that's revolutionizing how couples manage the mental load of household tasks and childcare. It's like having a personal assistant right in your pocket, helping you and your partner effortlessly share tasks, plan meals, collaborate on lists, and even give each other kudos along the way. 
Here's the cherry on top for my amazing community. Coexist is offering an exclusive deal. Sign up for a two week free trial before June 15th, and you'll get 15% off the annual plan on iOS with the code Dr. Cassidy 15. So what are you waiting for? Really take that first step towards a more harmonious home life today. Download Coexist on Android or iOS at getcoexist.com. The load in our home has been feeling a little bit lighter since downloading Coexist, and yours can feel lighter too when you download the Coexist app at getcoexist.com. Since becoming a parent and as I've gotten older, I've become a lot more mindful of the supplements and products that I use, and that's why I love Peary. These are natural food supplements that I trust completely. Let's talk a bit about collagen. So collagen is so important for our bodies, but our natural production of it slows as we get older, so I've learned, and quality supplements support our muscle, bone, and joint health. Recently, I've been taking Puri's CP1 Pure Collagen Peptides. It was number one out of 28 collagens tested by the Organic Consumers Association and Clean Label Project. There are enough hard decisions that we make every day as parents, and this makes Puri an easy choice. See and feel the difference with Puri. I know you'll love their supplements as much as I do. Puri is offering my listeners an amazing deal, 20% off site-wide. Just go to my special URL, puri.com backslash Dr. Cassidy, and use my promo code Dr. Cassidy. So go to P-U-O-R-I.com slash Dr. Cassidy. Don't miss out. Use promo code Dr. Cassidy at puri.com backslash Dr. Cassidy. And... Yeah, I'll just pause there because I feel like that's a good place to pause. And mm. I also really want to hear your thoughts on that, Cassidy, because I know you have like so much like wisdom to share in that area. Well, as you were talking, something that um, came to mind, just another personal kind of anecdote here is I am I tend to run on the urgency side of things, right? Um, and it's 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 still very much a disembodied experience, but those moments when I feel stressed and triggered and I just need to get everything done. And like and 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 the things that are that I really value that are really important to me, like my child trying to like pull on my leg while I'm on my phone saying, I just need to get this post out this email. I need to respond. I need to like, I have to edit this episode. Like I can't like, and, and just how much I turn away from the people and the things and the values that I want to prioritize in those moments. And my husband, he, so I'm more hyper and then he gets more hypo in moments of feeling triggered and stress. And so um, pretty like really numb, disconnected from his feelings um, and what's interesting is that what can happen sometimes in that dynamic between the two of us is I see him and I'm, I feel resentful, which is connected right to jealousy of what, what, what appears to me like his ability to rest mm-hmm. while I'm over here, like with all these, all these <laughs> balls in the air with this urgency energy. And then he, and, and he's, but he's, and he's not, he sees me and he feels you know, um, sort of resentful that I am um, 
I'm kind of pushing this energy in our home that we're not doing enough and things need to be moving more fast paced, right? And like things need to be this urgency and that I'm also turning away from everyone to do all of that, right? Mm. And and then and both of us, neither of us are actually getting rest in those moments, right? But there's kind of this resentment connected to, you know, feelings of like not enoughness that are simmering between the two of us and can show up in some really, um, really nasty ways, you know, behind closed doors. And, and so what's interesting is I have always felt like somebody who has like, can tolerate so much. And I see it in my clients, just, I'm so bewildered at moments by, um, I work primarily with with mothers. Uh, these women, they're, they're how much they can tolerate, right? And still somewhat be seemingly functioning, you know. Um, but what's happening underneath that, right, is um, they've they've blown so that the that they've blown so far past mm-hmm. capacity. And when you look at capacity and rest, right, like that is actually the like the tension there. Like, wait, 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 no, no, that's actually not something I can tolerate, right? Like it's it's such a such an interesting thing here to look at the distinction between that and to look at how these different ways in which these responses show up in our relation relationships and the misinterpretation that can happen there, right? Like mm-hmm. Gosh, it's so tricky, but su- such a worthwhile process to <laughs> slow down <laughs> and 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 take a look at. Um, and I love somatic experiencing. Um, my therapist is, is a somatic experiencing therapist, so uh, something I uh, I really really believe in and align with. Um, mm. Mm. But the relational piece there can get so tricky, and we can it, we can get so stuck in our ways um, if we aren't slowing down enough to open up and, and do our own work and then, and then feel, take, take the, the meaningful risk to then share that with our partner of what's actually going on in those moments for us. Right. Mm. Yeah. That's so, yeah. I'm deeply, deeply feeling everything that you just shared and yeah, just resonating with, with it too. And it's like I said before, it's like, I can kind of oscillate between the two. And so I was really feeling you in that moment when you're like, okay, kid on my leg and phone. And I just got to like, it's almost like I get this like tunnel vision. I'm like, I just have to like finish. I just have to finish. It's like, I can't, almost like a loop and I can't turn it off. And like you said, you articulated this so accurately for me. It's like, I'm turning away from, right. I am just turning away. And I've had nights where, you know, my partner has come to the door and I'm working and I'm cranking away at whatever. And he's like, Hey, can we have, he's like doing a bid for connection. Hey, can we do this? And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I just, I need to finish X. You know, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And that has been, that's painful for him in that moment. It's like, okay, like this is like your work or whatever this is, is more important than me. And, you know, and there's a part of me that would say, yes, yes, that is accurate. But then when I get quiet and actually turn toward that part, it's like, Oh, okay. Let me tend to that. Like they've been, we've been talking about and really do that deeper piece of work to go, Oh, actually what I want mm-hmm. is to be in connection. And here's the reason why I'm kind of um, turning away in this moment. And is that urgency, that feeling of like, there's never enough time. It's got to all get done now. And that is so much of, for me, how that man, like that kind of those trauma responses manifest. And 
And I talk about that a lot in the book too, this like this sense of urgency and how how much it has permeated my life. And and the thing that I, you know, I go into this later in the book too, but it's not just it's not just in our individual lives or in our relationships. Like it is part of our culture, part of you know American culture. And I think that is it's really important to name that just as another force and another layer because I feel like so often for myself and for you know clients that I've had, students that I've worked with, it's like I'm trying so hard. It's like, why is this so hard? Right? It's like there's a there's so yeah. many reasons why it's so hard. And so I just want to say that yeah. for anyone listening, it's like it's not just you. It's not even just your family yeah. or you know your partnership. It's actually there's a whole culture that's like built on this just the like ocean where don't slow down. Don't look inside. Don't question anything. Just like pedal to the metal, like go full force. And, you know, because there is this, for me, this work of slowing down and coming, kind of coming back into coherence and coming into my body has been initially so painful. Like when I learned, when I first started learning to meditate, I was like, always hearing the benefits of meditation. It's so wonderful. It's so wonderful. And and I would tell my teacher at the time, like, I don't know why everyone's saying it's so wonderful. Because all I feel when I meditate mm-hmm. is rage, anger, fear. Like, I'm fucking worried about everything. <laughs> it's like, what is so great about this? This is not great at yeah. all, you know? <laughs> and or, yeah. or I would just completely disassociate. And in those sessions, I'd be yeah. like, meditation was great today. I like, totally wasn't even there. I don't know what yeah. happened. It's wonderful, you know? Sure. <laughs> Both of those things were happening, but... I think, you know, just, you know, getting back to that, that point that you brought up too, it's like, I think, you know, one thing I want to just say, and I, you know, I talk about this too, it's like, rest is relational, right? Rest is a relational Mm -hmm. practice. And we learn to rest from our earliest moments in relationship, right? We learn to rest through our parents. We learn to rest through our caregivers. We learn to rest through co-regulation, right? Nervous system to nervous system. I'm a little newborn baby. It's like, whose nervous system am I, am I next to, right? Whose nervous mm. system is teaching me how to be? And mm. I think that that is just a really important thing to notice and just to mention that like that, like we are literally wired for resting, like in community and with each other. And so for those of us like myself who didn't get kind of, I had moments of that, but I didn't have a lot of regulation and co-regulation in a way that was healthy growing up. It has been a work for me to, do that in adult relationships, right? And offer that to my children and all the and all the ways that I do. And it's been hard at times, really painful at times. And I will say kind of on the other side of that pain for me has just been, and I'm probably going to get choked up because it's so deep, but just this deep healing. It's such a deep healing mm-hmm. in the moments when I'm able to be just attuned and present and feeling rested with my kids because for me rest is about presence it's about really being in presence and in deep connection like with myself with the world with the animals with my kids like that's really what it's about it's not about checking out it's not about going to sleep it's about being awake and being at ease and it has Mm. been like just like some of the deepest work I've ever done and it's not work that I've arrived at it's not work I will ever be finished with. And it's not work that I get right every day. You know, it's just these like mm-hmm. moments. And when I have a moment with myself and with my kids and with, you know, nature and with my clients or whoever, where I'm just in that space, that's just, that's medicine. That's potency. That's like restoration yeah. and regeneration for me on every level. 
To kind of connect to some of the main pillars of things that we've talked about today, I want to just share like a situation that maybe the listener can relate to. Um, And it's short naps, right? Like when you got a little one and they go down for their nap and you're like, okay, now I have this space. And for me, that looks like like urgency picks up, right? Like because there's, you know, there's – I have this space now that like I I feel like I need to fill with something that is productive. And and the reason I want that time to be productive is because when that – when that – when my child wakes up, what I deeply desire is to be able to be present. And it feels like if I get all these things done in that that productive way – and define productivity productivity as that, then I will get that presence. For my husband, that might look like more of the hypo, kind of like shutting down, um, not feeling anything, feeling kind of numb, feeling more kind of frozen. Okay. And then the baby wakes up or the toddler wakes up like way sooner than you thought they were going to. And it's that kind of like, no, 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 no. This wasn't enough. This wasn't enough. Right. And, and then, and then I pause and I, and I check in with, with little me, and I remember that this part of me comes from a family system in which, you know, coming back to the epigenetics piece, you know, my father um, grew up very, very poor, and um, education and achievement and working hard and never stopping helped him rise above that poverty, which for him, which for him was right like livelihood and safety. Um, And for my mom as a Hispanic woman, um, you know, navigating just being a woman and and being a woman of color, but then also becoming a a lawyer, uh, a defense attorney, um, public defender. Um, She works with foster kids and foster families and now a judge working with um, uh, in dependency court, right? Like, but to get to where she was, she had to be perfect, she had to be like, like she had to be very perfect and it had to be, uh, there was no time for, for resting, right? Like that's, there's no space for that. That's not safe, right? That's actually a threat for both of them. That was a threat. And so my, my home was very urgency, um, achievement, uh, perfectionist oriented. And I picked up early, oh, this is how I fit in here in the system, which as a child, what we need most is closeness to our caregivers. That's how we survive. So this is, these are the rules here. This is how we do this thing. And then my child's napping and I have this space and all I feel is urgency and a need to achieve and a need to get it all done in order before I can actually be present. Right. And what, what actually I think is really really deeply called for in those moments and in those margins is a margin, right? And it could be a micro margin. It could, it, but I, it needs th- that, that, that quote unquote rest of my child going down for a nap isn't restoring. It isn't restoring me. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's, it's a part of me that I have so much compassion for. That's just like, this is what we need to do in order to be connected. Right. Like, uh, but it's, it's 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 not getting there, and it needs it in order. It, it needs it needs rest, restorative rest. It, that part really does need a nap, right? Um, or to go outside to feel my feet on, on on the grass, to feel the breeze against my face, to just not look at a screen, to let the laundry just be what it is for that moment, so that I can 
feel what it is to be in my body again so that I can be really awake when that child wakes. Um, I'm so grateful to know you, Ashley, and to be connected to you. Um, where can folks find you and learn more about your work and get your book? Thank you, Cassidy. I just want to say one quick thing before I before we transition is just that I am yeah. so appreciating what you shared because I so relate to just the urgency, especially with having a, you know, almost six week old now at home. And, you know, now we've got four kids under five at home. And so that it's real. It's like, think, you know, when two are down and it's like, okay, now I can get this one reading a book and this one's over here. And it's like, okay, everyone's occupied at least for the next half hour. Like, let's like, let's get that laundry done. <laughs> let's get the dishes. Like, let's clean yeah. up all those things. And just to say this too, and, um, you know, I just offer this as something that was offered to me that has been really helpful is I'll take in the moments when I remember, because so much of this practice is about remembering, but in those moments when I remember, I will just take like 10 seconds, 15 seconds to just honor, like really honor the parts that are feeling the urgency and honor mm. why yeah. they are feeling urgent. And there's something about that for me that has like, when I remember to do it, it is just that in of itself is a pathway to rest, but it's just, it's like a deep acknowledgement and healing and naming like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm honoring that survival. I'm honoring the survival of the people who came before me. I'm honoring all the reasons why mm -hmm. in this moment, I feel like I need to get everything done while my kids are asleep. Mm -hmm. And that, just mm -hmm. that, even if I don't take a nap, that right there just shifts my energy so much that even if I do decide, mm -hmm. you know what, I am going to wash the dishes, I'm doing them in, with a yeah. different energy. And it's actually really yeah. cool. It's like, you know, it doesn't actually, it doesn't mean like, don't do anything. It's just like, what energy are we bringing into? Am I doing this with like urgency and I'm stressed and I'm like anxious and kind of manic about it? Or am I like, you know, I'm just going to like get as many dishes as I can done. And yeah, so that's, I wanted to offer that. And then as far as where folks can find me, you can uh, find my book, Permission to Rest, anywhere books are sold. It's everywhere, which is great. Um, you can find me, I'm over on Instagram at Ashley underscore niece. And then you can find me on Substack. It's uh, The Deeper Call. So thank you so much, Cassidy. It has been like just really, really nourishing to be in conversation with you today. I'm so grateful. The feeling is so, so deeply mutual. Thank you so much, Ashley. I'll share links in the show notes. The listener can head there now to connect with you. Thank you again. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you did, you might want to hit that subscribe button to be the first to know when future episodes air. And go and explore some of those past episodes. Maybe there's a topic in there that you've really been wanting to learn more about. You can learn more about my private practice as well as my parenting courses and workshops at the link in the show notes. You held space for yourself today. You carved out the time and you tuned into this episode. I hope you take a moment to honor how meaningful that is. Yes, to me for sure, but also... For you. Thank you for tuning in and I'll catch you next time. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. 
entrusted Hannah Quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.